just gonna stand there and watch me burn. Well, that's alright because I like the way it hurts. Pretty intense introduction to the next episode. But you know what? We're living in intense times and sometimes we need to bring up the past to move forward and become the best, the best version of ourselves. I hope you enjoy this episode with my special guest. Thank you. I created the Me Movement on the Mic to help people realize that your life is so special and that you need to address all aspects of your life to become the ultimate version of yourself. I'm on a mission to provide you with tools to help you build a habit that sticks with you forever so you don't have to worry about starting your fitness regime every six weeks and falling off again. I understand that life isn't just about training, going to the gym, or having the best body in town, but also about great movement patterns, mindset, health, and community. Join me, Sally, as I help you filter through all the health and fitness stereotypes to help you embrace yourself while still enjoying a gelato or two. Come with me while we break the cycle of non-constructive behaviors through movement, mindset, and health. Let's get this episode started. Oh, welcome, Elise. Welcome. I finally oh, no. got you here. Thank you. It's taken Thank me you. Two days. Two days. Try like six popular months. young lady. Um, who's? I'm going to read your bio here. Personal coach, Fortune Fitness. Is it fifty percent of Fortune Fitness? Yeah. Uh, PT, exercise performance nutrition coach, mobile PT, PNC registered. You have to explain that to me. Student dietitian and the hardest job of all, mum. Yeah. <laughs> so you what? Giving birth job. was the easy part. <laughs> Gosh, I got to get you on again. We're going to talk yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah. Do you like forget? Yeah, hundred percent. Yes. Okay. Yes. Or you, you try and that's remember that sisters. pain because it was easier sometimes. <laughs> oh, it's easier. Wow, that's intense. That's why my sisters and my mum just – my mum had sex. No, so that's, sure. Deserves a medal. She just keeps Deserves forgetting. Just keeps – now she's like, yeah. ouch. Yeah. It hurts. My heart hurts. But it is what it is. all good. Well, we, we had a chat before and you were like, 2021, trying to stay positive. How are you in this moment? Let's talk about being in this moment. How are you in this moment right now? I'm I'm actually today. Yeah. Um, I woke up and I was all right. Um, a little bit of a okay, backstory, cool. if you don't mind. I'll be like sixty seconds. Yeah. Um, I have um had struggled with mental health uh my entire life. My mum actually first noticed um some concerns when I was I think three or four. So, um, wow. I battle what I think everyone's kind of feeling very similar in a way daily um Mm -hmm. sometimes I'm terrible at taking my own advice that I try and give to people but today was a good day like I woke up and I felt okay I had a really good night's sleep I think that made a huge difference um Mm -hmm. so today's good today's good that's (laughs) amazing that's a win (laughs) I know I'm not alone well I'm not alone I think um just with everything that's going on it's it's not like a you know uh, one one person going through 
you know, the things that we go through in our mind. But today's a good day. The sun's mm-hmm. shining. Um, I've got food in That's the fridge it. and a roof over my head. But in saying that, you know, like I always used to say, oh, but people have it worse. It's like, but that devalues you. You know what I mean? And what you're going through. Yeah, that's actually a very good point. Does that make sense? It devalues you. Because, you know, um, obviously like I come from from Middle Eastern background and, you know, I grew up in that kind of uh, orthodox religious background and my mom used to always say, God gives you only what you can handle. just kind of like a I think that's true just go just deal with it (laughs) just deal with it I've come from a country where um you know it's been very hard we've come to Australia to deal with it but that that doesn't devalue what you're going through everybody that goes through all these different things from some people can't even walk through walk out of their door yeah that's yeah because they're paralyzing yeah yeah exactly so but but that's a win, you know. And I'm not taking my advice. Um, I, I don't know if I'm going to show this video, but I've I've obsessed with like this this easy way, you know, easy way the bubble tea. Oh yes, there's, yeah. There's I, have, I can't have it, but I know lots of people that love it. Yeah, yeah. Woolies. I got it from Woolies now. It's easy the whole Woolies craze, but it's it's okay. It's all right. But you know, you're not paying eight yeah, bucks for it. Let's say, let's say that. I'm not taking my own <laughs> advice. So I get it. I totally get it. And people find it really hard because I did a podcast um, just the other day with uh, another trainer and she was like, you know, um, we put so much expectations on ourselves yeah. as coaches. You know, do you, do you feel that? Have you had that before? Look, I, um, I got into fitness and nutrition for completely selfish reasons I was not, and I'm pretty honest about this with most people that I talk to, I was not in it for like, I'm going to change the world. I'm going to change how everybody views fitness and nutrition. Like I'm, that was not why I did it. Um, obviously, that's a huge part of it now. I want to be able to help even one person. Um, but I did it because I wanted to know. I wanted it for me. How do I live a long, healthy life? Um, and this was actually, I I had come out of hospital. I'd been in hospital for five weeks for, um, like mental health issues and eating disorders. Um, and I wanted it for me. I was like, there's got to be a better way. No one's helping me. I'm getting crap from here, crap from Mm -hmm. there. Excuse my French. Um, hopefully this is PG. And I was like, no, I want to, I want to do it. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Nobody I'm speaking to really knows. I would talk to trainers and no offense to trainers I spoke to 12 years ago um but they didn't really have an answer for me you know you'd go and you'd meet a, a male and they'd just be like work harder you're not sweating and I was like do I well I, mm. I can sweat sitting in my bed doing nothing does sweat really equal me you know I had so many questions and I wasn't getting it anywhere so it was up to me and that was why that was really why I got into it because I needed answers for myself mm. And so far, have you gotten those answers? Have they, and they've have they helped Some you? Some of it. Uh, I think yeah. my favourite thing about science is, and um, the people that I kind of look up to is, maybe. Well, yeah. maybe. 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 I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. maybe. Depends. Uh, depends who you talk to. <laughs> you know, there's, there's not ever a definitive answer. And um, I have come to terms with it that being okay. Mm. And when was your like aha moment where you thought, oh, I need to change or I need to seek more information or I need to do my um, own stuff? Yesterday, two years ago, three years ago, <laughs> six years ago. <laughs> <laughs> all, all the time, time. all the time. I think the first one was 
um, my my biggest thing was I um had 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 anorexia, have anorexia, not really, you know, kind of eating disorder never leaves you, but I had anorexia and um I kept getting told every time I relapsed, um, starting yourself won't make you lose weight. And I'm like, mate, I'm 42 kilos at 21 years old. Yeah, it does. I'm losing Something weight. That's kind yeah. of working. And I was like, this isn't uh, really the answer. <laughs> what do you mean starving myself doesn't make me lose weight? Because I'm losing weight. Um, obviously not in a healthy way, and I would in no way recommend that to anybody. Yeah, that's the yeah, disclaimer. Disclaimer, don't do it because along came other health issues, obviously. Um, but I was like, the people that are there to help me while I had, you know, a great psychiatrist who helped me deal with habits and, and other issues that my anorexia was a symptom of because generally, well, statistically speaking, anorexia is a symptom of some other underlying health issues, mental health issues. I was mm-hmm. like, you guys don't really know what you're talking about. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, all right, this is I'm on my own. Mm. And, you know, that's like such a big area I find that is prevalent uh, in the bodybuilding arena. Yes. Um, and a lot of it um, y- you realise after the effects, after, after you've done your own training. I'm speaking from personal experience and I've seen, tr- uh, you know, um, elite bodybuilders that have gone through yeah. that. Uh, and they've 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 documented it. They've talked about it. Um, so uh, it's prevalent every a, a lot of places. But it, for an area that's supposed to be fit and healthy and being your the most optimal health, you know, yeah, it's not always. It's really <laughs> yeah. not. Yeah, it's really not. So coming from someone who's experienced that, do you, do you see signs? Like from people, do you go, oh, that's not right? Or, Look, that's you know, a hard one to to answer because there's so many variances, variables, gray areas. It was talking specifically about bodybuilding um, because that is an area of a lot of, we need more research, um, but there's a lot of scientific data and um, a lot of understanding of what needs to be done to get to that type of physique um and the type of people that do it generally fall into a couple of categories again very this is a very this is generalizing and you have people that have struggled at the opposite end so they perhaps were unhealthy they were overweight um they may have felt like they weren't a part of uh one type of community or they didn't fit in really fit in anywhere and they found their escape and their their healing in the gym, and it leads them to okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, I dropped the weight, I got seriously healthy. What's my next goal? Like, what's my next goal? Um, what can I work towards? And you generally find those people um, have a bit of a different outlook. Um, they're generally a little bit more flexible in their dieting, and generally, again, generally speaking, there are always gray areas in their dieting. Mm-hmm. Um, they will generally take on um, a much more rounded. Um, set of rules and advice so um, mm-hmm. you'll find that they will go out and they'll have an ice cream during prep and things like that and I think you have the other side and I follow some amazing women and have spoken to people who have come from the other end of uh, over-exercising perhaps have had an eating disorder um, that has affected their life and this is a way of 
gaining back some form of health because they have to obviously increase their eating, but they still have ultimate control over everything that goes in out of their bodies as well. So that's kind of what I see. That's mm-hmm. that's literally just my 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 observation. Um, and I think that mm. both ways can be dangerous in terms of your health. But I think the intent behind the reason you're doing it is is where it comes from. And that's with anything. What's the intent? Mm, I like that. What's mm. the intent? And I I um when I had a look at your bio, it said like um, student dietitian. Yes, is that right? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what made you want to do that? Because you're PT. Yeah, so I always do. Um, but, and dietetics yeah. is pretty intense. It's not just like, hey, I'm a nutritionist and people not. know. I think people it's underestimate that. Yeah, yeah. explain the difference because I'll tell yeah. you one thing. Before you start, my experience of a dietitian is someone who came to my school, weighed everybody and told you yeah. you were fat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think. That's basically <laughs> That's what happened. This isn't a Catholic yeah. school. Ne- we were herded in like yeah, sheep. You're overweight. You lose weight. <laughs> yeah. That was it. So, you know, enlighten me um, on that. So just like any um, – so, look, first of all, the difference between a nutritionist and a dietitian. A nutritionist is – this is, again, very, very basic. A nutritionist can give you advice. We follow um, yeah. the, the the standard government-issued uh, guidelines um, we can do meal plans. Um, again, a meal plan mm-hmm. is a blueprint, right? This is it's a, it's a blueprint. It's it's an example. Um, a good nutritionist or good nutrition coach would uh, explain that, and you would have ongoing coaching surrounding that. Um, a, nutri- a sports mm-hmm. nutritionist can do sports specifics, but we are unable to prescribe. We cannot prescribe a meal yep. plan. We cannot uh, lay down things that are black and white. We cannot order further testing, um, and there's no real, uh, not uh, a lot of medical um, education or experience around that. Uh, with a dietitian, mm-hmm. um, you can. It, it's a lot more um, medically related. So, in terms of dealing with people mm-hmm. who have diabetes, who have had um, uh, bariatric surgery, um, you can deal with people with eating disorders, which is kind of the field I end initially wanted to go down um you can head into things like um like biochemistry and studying um what happens with the microbiome in the gut um and you have different branches of what you can go off kind of like doing um when you go to medical school okay so you do your first three years of medical school cool all right what's going to be your specialty so it's a much more specialized form um and you have it's a lot more in-depth working with very, very, very different areas. Um, The majority of dietitians um, will have the same basic structure in the beginning and then they will branch off into their their specialisations as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, because, like, thanks for clarifying because every time I open TikTok, I can see um, there's all these different types of people giving (laughs) advice. Like the other day I, I thought I was like, Oh my gosh, we had a hormone specialist. I was like, I didn't know oncologists were on TikTok. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Check their credentials. <laughs> she tell you what, she wasn't that was sarcastic, by the way. She wasn't an oncologist. Uh, yeah. I don't know how you become a hormone specialist. And, Again. Um, I actually had never seen that before. I used to see people joke about it, but when you see it and they say, try this green juice and it will reset your hormones. That scares me because my mom yeah, me um, has had a, um, her thyroid yeah. removed. 
So she's on Thorox and she's been on it for, for a very mm. long time. Um, and imagine telling someone like that. Oh, yeah. You know, you're going to reset your it, hormones. Yeah, it doesn't happen. It's actually scary once you get to know. So how did that make you feel? Because you're spending time and effort going to study and then people were really interested. People were like, tell please me, tell yeah. me what's in I it. I think, um, again, I am in no way um, not even yet qualified to have um, any idea of um, just remove that topic. I don't know anything. I don't know. I know a little bit about hormones. I know nothing in enough to be able to prescribe you um, anything. A lot of people don't. Um, but I do know yep. um, from basic understanding and um, of physiology and how the body's biochemistry works is, no. Nah. What? What do yeah. you mean reset? Uh, turn it on and off again? I don't know. Unplug it, plug yeah, it back into base, the wall. I said that's a reset, <laughs> like restart, yeah. like a restart yeah. my computer. No, we're not, we're, we're not computers. You know when, you're, when, you, when your iPhone like like dies, you got to do a forced restart, a proper yeah. restart yeah. maybe, something the like that. The thing that people forget is the body is a very, very well, let's go machine, a very well-oiled machine. Yeah. And it is constantly fighting everything you do, no matter how good you think you're doing or or the benefit you think you're putting in, it is constantly fighting to maintain a homeostatic balance and a homeostatic state. Um, mm, mm. And not everybody has the exact same homeostatic state. It's going to be very similar. Uh, for an example, my natural hormone uh, hormone levels are very different to someone else. I have polycystic ovary syndrome. So I have a much higher level of testosterone mm-hmm. in my system. Uh, mm-hmm. Look, now that I've balanced it out and I've worked out how to kind of manage it, there's not a lot of difference in my overall functioning. You might see a little bit, um, but I can't re- reset that by drinking some green goop. <laughs> like, yeah, my body's been like this. It lives like this. It maintains a pretty relatively healthy state. You know, I'm 32, almost 33. I feel like I'm doing okay. Um, yeah. yeah. But, but again, like that's not an area that I'm an expert in or that I have enough um, experience in to really dive into. Um, and even the guys that do, they're still like, yeah, but there's still more to learn. Yeah. So what do you say to people like the industry or you just need to open up your, um, your Google to, to type in just F and all these fitness things come out or gym or something. And then you've got someone who, you know, wants to get a little bit fitter or, um, lose a bit of weight during COVID, trying to get a bit more motivation and all these things populate. Like, what do you say to your clients? Um, first of all, it depends who I'm talking to. Um, my first question is why do you, why are you trying to make something that's already difficult for you even more difficult? Yeah. I said, this is obviously a very, it's a hard topic for a lot of people. And I think it's made a lot harder by the misinformation that is spread by, let's assume, um, well-intended people. Just, you know, mm. I'm not going to put anyone down. I don't know what their intent mm. behind the misinformation is. Um, mm. I said, why are you trying to make it harder? So what, why, mm. why would you not take, uh, eat one meal less, let's go one meal less, uh, remove the full calorie soft drink and reduce your alcohol intake to maybe two nights a week. Why do you want to remove that simplicity 
by placing into you can't have this list of 1,321 foods. You need to drink water at this very specific time. If you don't put butter in your coffee, don't drink coffee. Coffee will make you sick. Coffee is really good for you. Coffee is only good for you at this time. Why? Most people don't need a level of, um, what's the word, A, a level of detail that these people with the misinformation are trying to put out. People that I find need the most help with is the support when they're struggling to make their decision on making healthy life changes, healthy lifestyle choices. Mm -hmm. I I think Mm -hmm. um, the other thing is we're so used to having everything like this. Oh, like are you saying the four-week cleanse? Yeah, or um, I need three grand. I don't have it. I'm going to go borrow it from the bank. I can get it in 24 hours. Um, oh, same-day okay. shipping. Cool. Fantastic. I spent 23 years putting on 35 kilos, but I've got a wedding in three weeks. I want to lose that right now. We're in this society of now. I want it now. Um, give it to me now. Yeah. Give it to me in the next hour that despite mm how long it took to get to a state of let's say ill health because you don't always have people that are overweight um and yet Mm -hmm. they want to um change their what their poor habits has given them in 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 a week two weeks four weeks yeah unfortunately again i go back to homeostatic balance uh your body's going to fight that because it's been living how you have been living for so long i think the biggest thing is people want a quick fix and people want it now and it just mm, doesn't mm, work like mm. that. And if yeah. it did, and then yeah, we'd be selling. I, I would be making my, like if you, if we if we had the answer, <laughs> right? Honestly, if we had that magic yeah. pill, we had that magic answer. I wouldn't be living at home with my mum at thirty-two. <laughs> I'm not hiding anything. We're not hiding anything <laughs> from you. And I don't think that people don't want to hear that anymore. It's a lot harder to hear from people now. Yeah. And I guess adding to the mix, you know, when you say these words conversations pop into my head that I've had with many people because it's just like deja vu. It's like, oh, you know, I've put on this much weight um, and then I haven't done anything or, you know, I used to, uh, I used to do this and I've lost weight. I did this before and it worked. Well, you're 20, you're 10 years older now. (laughs) Well, you've gone through um, menopause, not menstruation, uh, menopause. Like you know, you're not walking to work anymore. Just I think that's the other thing. You're drinking at two p.m. until eight p.m. Yeah, I think that you know again, what people aren't able to recognize, and I fall into this trap as well, are the changes that have substantiated over time as well, and you don't see it. Oh, I did this ten years ago. Cool. Were you also sitting yep. at a desk for eight to 10 hours a day 10 years ago? Were you driving everywhere 10 years ago? Were you eating out as much 10 years ago? Had you had children 10 years ago? Um, were you drinking mm. as much 10 years ago? Um, there are so many things that come into play. It doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. mean that what you did 10 years ago won't work, but what other factors mm-hmm. are around what you did 10 years ago working helped it to work that isn't doing it now? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and how do you make people realize that? How would you make people realize? A lot of the time, hard, I, can't. I can't. I can't. Um, 
And I have had some serious conversations with clients where I've been working them with, for, let's let's say a year, and yeah. they're not ready. They're not ready to make the change. They show up. They put in 100% effort with me. We'll get on a checking call, um, you know, and cool. everything they're telling me, I'm like, yeah, cool. In that hour, but how many hours are in a week? Oh, oh, I went and got takeout tonight instead of eating my made meal that I'd spent time doing like he told me to, but I chose to do this. I think people have to realise that whilst I, you, um, the people on Instagram could be the most knowledgeable, educated, greatest support system, coaches, cheer squad ever, and there are plenty out there, it is Mm -hmm. up to you and you've got to be ready because and I say this all the time, while it can be really simple, it's not always easy and people don't want to hear that. I'm not saying that you can't have chocolate, you can't have a wine, you can't have a burger, um, but you can't have it three to four times a day every day, every week. Sometimes, yeah. depending who I work with, it changes. Not everybody is the same. We have to remove some triggering foods, some obstacles to get started yeah. and people aren't ready for that. When you say trigger foods, what do you mean? There's probably an eating disorder term I use. So for me, I had trigger foods where if they were in the cupboard and I was going on a binge, I would eat every last Mm -hmm. morsel of that food. Um, If it's in the house, there there it is. This isn't for everybody. Uh, This was just, it's anecdotal personally for me and something that I worked Mm. with through with my psychiatrist. Um, mm-hmm. there are also foods that I will not touch and I still don't touch to this day. Um, mm-hmm. it's not an issue. I'm of a healthy weight. I eat four to five meals a day. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. detrimental to my health now, but they are a food that if I did eat, I would struggle mentally. Um, if I did eat, it could trigger, um, poor behaviors or health risk behaviors that I used to, um, indulge in back when I was struggling with mm-hmm. that side of, of my eating disorder. And some people have these. Most people that I work with, fortunately, it's an overeating problem. And why I say fortunately is because struggling with the other side is very, very difficult and it can be just as difficult as being overweight. Um, But people have these foods where if they're in the house, they will eat them. It doesn't matter how many serving sizes it is, whole bag of chips, gone. Whole bottle of wine, maybe, gone. So um, sometimes yeah. people have these tr- these these triggering, I like quotations, I think other people call them like red mm. light foods maybe, a food that you find yeah, yourself okay. not being able to control how much you eat. Um, yeah. It's not yeah. – un- we have therapists and psychiatrists that I always will if I find someone who may need a level of expertise that I cannot offer – will deal with why that that happens with that particular food. Mm. It could even be a moment in time. Maybe it's not necessarily the food. Maybe it was during this mm. time in my life I ate this food because I felt like this. And so now when they feel like that, mm. that is the food that they turn to. Um, mm. I think a lot of people need to do with that first. But sometimes having just not having that food around and building up some healthy habits before reintroducing it can help in the long run as well. So, yeah. This sounds like it's so complicated, so many layers with emotion and food. And sometimes when people come to you and they want to, you know, get, get fit and yeah. lose weight, there's, there's, it's like an iceberg. Definitely. You know? Yeah. 
it's just like, oh, this is me. And there's like, yeah. oh, all this, all this history down the bottom. It's like, whoa, I didn't see that. Yeah. You know? I know, and I'd love to say so, that I wish that um, that wasn't a large part of people that I've sp- even spoken to or worked with, uh, but it is. Yeah. And a lot of them aren't ready to admit that either. So sometimes it comes no to way. a point where it's like, uh, I would love to continue helping you, but I think you need someone that has a different level of expertise because I'm only here with what I can do. I think there are so many other ways, yeah. and I think being part, being a part of being a good coach or or a good um, someone in the healthcare, let's say healthcare, we care about people's health. I'm not saying medical; I'm just saying, you know, that health mm-hmm. and fitness industry is uh, being okay in saying I can't help you here's what I can do but I think we need to bring someone else in are you ready for that if not Mm. then I am not good for you right now Mm. yeah and it takes a lot to say that so thanks thanks for saying that and it's um you know like everyone always talks about the overweight the overweight problem the obesity you know the obesity epidemic so that's the buzzword I guess um and like i'm gonna go back to tiktok there's so many um you know overweight and obese people but i'm not i'm not just talking about that i'm talking about the trolls oh yeah they're horrible commenting horrible i cannot believe (laughs) it i just like i feel like i want to be like you know the savior and come in and be like tell me in tell me in person yeah Yeah, no one will be able to do that it's like Somebody commented on mine was like, shut up, Arab. And I was like, thanks, man. <laughs> that, was good, that, was troll. that means you've made that was it. A really good you one. Troll, you've made it. I reckon. <laughs> I was like, wow. Um, but I was saying, like, um, going back to the question, was there's a lot of you know spotlight on the obesity, but no one really and then when someone talks about anorexia on, on that end, it's like, oh, you don't know. You know, yeah. you don't know. it's not not the same. So I you know, but I wish I was at least this yeah. The beast is the same. Well, yeah, yeah. so I was actually going to say that. I wish I'd prepped earlier because there are um, some studies where. We had two days to prep. Tell you what, I've got (laughs) finals. But um, there are studies and I can definitely find them because I've read them and send them to you for future reference where. um, So a a prime example, um, childhood trauma, right? So childhood trauma, lack of control, and you find that um, a lot of. Uh, let's say uh, clients or patients, we'll say patients. I feel like that's more of a kind of word mm. when it comes to that. Mm. Um, they can go one or two ways. Um, they lose control. So what's one thing mm. that they can have control over as, as an adult? Food, right? Cool. Yeah. So food, smoking, yep. drinking, whatever. Right? So you get ones that go, I can eat whatever I want, whenever I want, yep. no one telling me. Mm. Um, and you have the other people mm. who's like, I have complete control over what I don't put into my body. Um, both, I think... Look, not all when it comes to obesity. Sometimes people generally are happy. I think that's really important to understand that to a certain level, I have um, my very unpopular opinions on on body positivity and and obesity and and being overweight. But I think that to a certain level, people are happy and like, cool, F off if that's what they're happy with doing. If they're happy being a little bit overweight, if they really enjoy um, being like that, let's, I mean, yeah. take into health risk factors that they are minimal because you can have people 
who may be a bit overweight but have minimal health risk factors. Uh, look, it puts them into a category of increasing their chances of other health yeah, later, later on. Later on, we right don't know. Now, People always say, I'm 18 and I'm yeah, overweight I'm and never cool. had if that's but your yeah, choice, that's your body and your choice. Leave them exactly. alone. It's not up to you to tell them. But um, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah definitely anyway, a large portion of it does come from um, a very similar place mentally. From purely trauma. from my Some yeah, kind of from trauma. my experience. Again, I cannot speak for everybody, but from my own experience and who I've um, been in hospital with and who I've spoken to, a lot of it comes from. And keep in mind, trauma is different to everybody. When I say trauma. Um, yeah. Someone could be, some yeah. Someone anything, could find right? watching um, something happen five kilometers away, an explosion that could cause mm. some trauma. Someone could have been put through some physical abuse um, during their childhood, and that's trauma. So um, it often comes from yeah. something um, like that. Mm. Yeah, and um, like I understand that in terms of like people that are <laughs> overweight or obese. Um, I used to always want to help people because, I, you know, you associate a lower BMI with healthier person, happier person, fitting into clothes. That's what society tells you is perfect. And then you have um, – you got to I know I do. One. I'm so sorry. And then you <laughs> – and, and then you um, you get – um, you know, like I got a manager from a gym come up to me and say, oh, that person's been in your sessions for quite some time and they're, they're fat, they haven't changed. Can I use fat? Yeah. Oh, oh, look, fat is, is a they body tissue. Changed. I'm like, they're happy. <laughs> it is yeah, so you tissue, can use fat. They're, they're happy. Yeah. They were happy because yeah. they don't meet your, you know, your little stereotype, yeah. they're happy. And that's the most important thing. Yeah, happy, 100%. Right? I think the other thing is that if people have all the information, if they have the real information yeah. <laughs> and they have the facts and they have the pros and the cons of their current lifestyle choices and they wholeheartedly mm. understand that and their choice is, well, you know what, I'm going to do this to help, but I'm not ready to do this because... Back it up. Oh, sorry, it's Oregon. That's my Western Sydney coming out. Yeah. Um, I'm really happy and I it actually genuinely doesn't bother me. Who are you to say anything otherwise? If you have given them kind, factual, evidence, scientific-based information and they have it all in yeah. front of them and their choice is to say, thank you so much, uh, I don't really care. Okay. That's it. Cool. And that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. That is. that is. Right? I think um, obviously yeah. you get to, and again, so many great areas, and this is why it's so hard with social media and people who don't understand to a level of nutrition and how the body works um, is yeah. what I'm saying right now could have so many people come underneath and go, what about this? What about this? What about this? Yep, you're absolutely right. What about that? Mm. Definitely, because mm. it's going to get to a level of um, their obesity or being. Let's let's head into obesity because you have your different type of levels of overweight um, can cause yep. diabetes, um, which can cause uh, organ failure and other health issues. Um, you can have heart issues, um, all these other things that come into play. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh, Reinhardt symptom. Right, right. Was it called Reinhardt's? I think. Um, there's lots of things you know that can happen but yeah are they dealing with that right now no okay so sometimes no, they, they don't care and and 
Good on and you. I think the biggest thing that I, I tell clients is look at your parents and then if you don't change, add, add another, you know, 10 years yeah. to that. How are they moving? Yeah. If they're moving great, you've got great genetics. Yeah. Continue <laughs> yeah. that and, 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 you know, just add a bit more, you know, being a bit more health conscious. conscious. Yeah. But if they've had two knee replacements, their hips gone, they're overweight, diabetes, you know, heart problems. You have a much higher risk. That's yeah, your genetic. much higher risk. I can't do anything about that. You yeah. have to. I think you know? that's a really good point. But the other thing that people do with that is they use it as an excuse. So we're kind of, we're going, oh, like, we go from people who are like, they're not ready. I know. They're like, no, do you know what? I'm not ready to make this change. Okay. Yeah. And they go, oh, it's, I'm just big boned. Let's do an x-ray. I'm 59 kilos. You're 110 <laughs> kilos. Come to me. Let's do an x-ray. Let's see whose bones are bigger. Right. So yeah. again, there's so yeah. many avenues and branches to this. Um that you know you want to get into it people can and people do and I see it and I just go oh god um but it's it doesn't always have to be that hard um yes and so like what are your three top tips to for people um who let's let's say who've relapsed in terms of their training yeah they used to train they've stopped they can't get back into again it's COVID just say they're a teacher they're working from home or hey anyone you're working from home I'm working from home. My steps are up. We got to 2,000 yesterday. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. I swear, um, I'm thinking about doing a little 10-minute, you know, mobility session after yeah. we do this. But what are your three top tips for people who've relapsed in their health and fitness? So we'll be specific. Three. Let's go lockdown, COVID lockdown. They were on top of it. They lockdown. loved it. Cool. So specifically to COVID lockdown. What time of day were you exercising? All right? Before. Stick to it. Yeah. I don't care what you're doing. Uh-huh, right? Stick to it. I don't care what type mm. of exercise you do. You could um, be Got crawling you. on the ground like a two-year-old running up and down your floors with rags on it to dust. Mm. Like I don't know. Mm. I don't know what it is. It doesn't actually mm. matter mm. Um, because you're still moving. All right? So that yeah. time on okay. that day, move. Time. So stick to stick a routine. To routine with your okay. Exercise. Yep. Number two. Yep. All right. Is your food. There's food. no excuse. What kind of food? <laughs> Whatever you want. All the foods. Every right, food. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Every food. <laughs> There's no good or bad food. <laughs> um, yes. If you were tracking your food prior to lockdown, keep tracking it. Mm. Mm. Um, mm. I'm not saying you have to stick to what you were doing before, but track it see see where you're let's use the word falling short or maybe um yeah you know popping something in extra that you weren't doing before track it i'm not saying that you have to stick to your calorie deficit or focus on gaining i'm like keep tracking your food because what i find is if i write it down who makes to-do lists a lot of people do it's a we we have it in our phones whatever if i have a to-do list sitting in front of me i have to get that done Right. So Mm -hmm. I find that when people start looking at what they're eating, a lot of the time I don't even have to tell them or even make suggestions. I do, obviously, it's my job. And um, I like to talk, you know. Uh, But a lot of them go, oh, what? That's how much calories is in that? But that's healthy. I'm like, yeah, dude, it's healthy, but you haven't a thousand calories of it. All right. And you're on a 1,670 calorie, you know, goal for the day. Okay, cool. I'm just yep. going to halve yep. my serving of that. 
and they do that for seven yeah, days okay. and they'll be like, oh, crap, I dropped a kilo this week. Uh-huh. That's really Yeah, helpful. so I think yeah. being aware of what you're eating, awareness. awareness. So yeah, routine, yeah. food. And yeah. number three, my biggest one, is drink your damn water. Drink, drink some your water. water. Um, what about people who hate drinking water? I, I don't understand this. I struggle. And, I'm pre- and again, yeah. I'm pretty open about the things I struggle to understand. I've heard some really good tips. Yeah. These are not my tips um, at all. Yeah. I am a water drinker. Every different type of water has a different taste and I have my favourite water. Um, but I've read some great tips yeah. on water. There's a, an amazing woman that I follow and I love to promote people that I um, aspire to be like and I really look up to. Her name is Anti-Diet Dietitian and she's on oh, yeah. Instagram. Love her work. Um, and then there is BioLane, so that's Lane Norton, amazing biochemist, PhD in biochemistry, and amazing dietitian. Um, add something to the water, piece of fruit, lemon, yep. not to detox just because it tastes good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> anything, anything okay. that helps make um, make it easier to to drink water. Um, because when we're not mm. drinking water, we're drinking something else. Yeah, right? so I feel like yep. it's super important not to displace your water intake with other types of drinks that may potentially be higher in calorie as well. Yeah. I've I've sold pe- some people to put a little bit of cordial, just a little bit. Yeah, what's wrong with cordial? What's, what is wrong with cordial? Yes. Nothing. Because <laughs> they hated, they ha- absolutely hated yeah. water. Like they would yeah. cry when You've I'd say, drink water. Yeah, you know, water. I find that a lot of people, once yeah, they start so- their water intake, they see the difference. They feel the difference first. But um, yeah, any any way Definitely. you can get um more water into your system yep. is um so that's routine, yep. food, and yep. water. Those are your three yeah, top easy. tips. No, no, no magic ingredient wow. for me. <laughs> wow, nothing special, little sprinkle of something in there. Well, just no, love just, yourself, just no, guys. I think the biggest no. one is um a lot of people feel guilty for trying for focusing on their health and, and fitness. And I'm like, I don't understand it. Yeah. No, you are not selfish for wanting to look after yourself. You have one body and you have one life, depending on what you believe in. Um, sometimes I like to think I've lived a few lives, but <laughs> you know, I, I, it's not selfish to want to look after the vessel that you have been given. And I think um, yeah. that if you are surrounding yourself with people who perhaps have that negative a view on it, then you might yep. be surrounding yourself with the wrong types of people. Because the hell to it if I can't uh-huh. go on a you know a 10 hour bushwalk when I'm 65. I don't I don't want that. Um I would love to look yeah, like I'm yeah. 25 when I'm 45. I just I yeah. don't it's not selfish. Yeah. Um because if you're not the best version of you, how can you be the be- the best for someone else? And that's it folks. You got to be the best version yeah. of you. You got to look in that mirror and be like you look yeah, hundred percent. You're the one who has to live with you. Yeah, I'm like that. yeah, that's it, and that's it, and that concludes our episode today. I believe it's number sixteen. I'm so super excited. Well done, Thank you for joining me today. <laughs> Thank you for um, having me. I hope you all got a lot out of it, and I shall see you soon. Thank you for listening to my episode today. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, it will be greatly appreciated if you have a spare 60 seconds to put a review on this podcast. It would mean so much, especially to a small business. Thank you again for taking the time to listen. I'll see you soon. Bye.